Welcome. It's now time for Conversations on Real Life. Thank you. We are waiting on one other person. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Great. So we have one other person that we're waiting on. But today's show is special because we're talking about breast cancer. And I'm so excited about that because there's so much that we're going to go through. Um. Of course, I'm your host, L.J. Thomas, with my Matilda Hernandez. Matilda. Yes. And your girl, Lady and Essentials. Exactly. So you guys have, um, it seems like everybody knows somebody who has breast cancer, who's either fought and won or didn't. Um, this show is important to me because I really wanted to um, of course, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and a few other things. We'll talk about that another time. But I really wanted to um, touch on a lot of things that people don't know about breast cancer. Uh, I did a, a bunch of research, you know, did went to Google, of course, found a bunch of information. And one of the things that I discovered was that men get breast cancer, too but I found out why, and I guess I missed this in science class, but do you have any idea why men get breast cancer? I would say the deodorant. You think so? What about you, Matilda? I would say, um, you know, not taking care of themselves and, and not eating appropriately, so, and it could be a lot of different things, but for me, I, you know, I would say, um, more more about how they take care of themselves or the foods that they're eating. That's what I thought too. But do you know the mm-hmm. reason why men can get breast cancer is because men are born with mammary glands just like women. The difference is theirs don't develop to, they don't get as much breast tissue as we do. And because cancer is a, a cell that for lack of a better word, goes rogue, that's why they're able to get breast cancer. And I was like, wow. I always thought to myself, okay, so they don't have what we have. How is it that how is that possible? It kind of didn't make sense to me, but after I read that, then I was like, okay, that's understandable. What do you think, Matilda, could be done to make men more aware of that? Um, explaining to them how it's, how it's produced or how they um, are able to prevent or even educating them to, you know, have a checkup um, regularly to avoid, yeah. you know, less information given to them. But for me, more is making them aware, talking about it. I agree. I think that would be the case. Jazz, you're here, right? Yes, I am. What do you think about, uh, we were just talking about men getting breast cancer. Is that news to you? It it really is. While I've heard like a few years ago that it was possible for men to get breast cancer, I still have it. You know how we men we end up denial on a lot of things. So 
<laughs> I, I'm still trying to get a grasp of that whole thing. Well, it's um. We don't you, want to feel like a... it's our problem, you know. Ah, so that answers my question because I was just about to ask you what. Um, do you mean men are in denial about it? I mean, well, clearly, I mean, as you know, with, with a lot of things, you know, we're in denial of, about. That's why it's so hard to get diagnosed with some things that you know. And when men, when we first have issues or any kind of warning signs of something going wrong, you know, we will try to treat it with home remedies or. You know, hey, it'll go away in a little bit. I just carry on with going on. So that's why a lot of times before we try to, um, before we address it, it's already gotten out of hand, you know. So um, that's because we, we always figure, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Mm, interesting point. So I throw out a challenge to you. I, so you offer a I challenge to who? Cha- you, men. You, oh, because oh, you're a man. Okay. So All I right. challenge you to help men understand the following fact, okay? The fact is that breast cancer in men is usually detected as a hard lump beneath the nipple and the areola, and that men carry a higher mortality than women do primarily because awareness among men is less and because they're less likely to assume that a lump is breast cancer. So this can cause a delay in seeking treatment, just like you said. But men die from breast cancer, too, because they wait too late to get it checked out. So I challenge you to help get awareness out there. I I can do that, but, you know, we are so hard-headed and so stubborn. And if we find a hard lump, a hard lump on our bodies is kind of like a good thing, especially as you get older, you know. Not necessarily. <laughs> trying to have nothing get soft on you or nothing. But I, you know what? I, I, I understand. I accept that challenge. I accept. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So I had to say, mm, wow, men and your thoughts on breast cancer. So generally speaking, Jazz, what would you, what are your thoughts in relation to breast cancer in general, not just in relation to men, but women and in general? Um, I would just say, like, like uh, to add on that, it probably doesn't, doesn't really resonate with me until it hits like real close to home. All the all the others, testicle, um, you know, pancreatic, even lung cancer, those are things that I feel like are, are really real to men. And oh. uh, you know, if you if you talk to us about those things, we're probably going to give you a different reaction. Um, but. I really think that if they were to call if they were to just call it like um I don't know chest cancer or something like that we may look at it differently but because it's called breast cancer we feel like we're removed from that. I think that's wow. what the issue is. Ladies, what do you think about that? Matilda, what do you think? I mean, I can agree with what um, Jazz said. Um, what happens is sometimes 
We until it doesn't come close, we know it's, it's happening. Um, we've heard about it, but you know, constantly, you know, it's normally when it hits home or someone close that you know that you're like doing all your research, checking yourself. Because sometimes we're so busy running around that we really don't do the routine checks that you know it's required to follow up. I can, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I agree with uh, what he was giving us, you know, and just being more aware about what you um, feel when, if, and even educating on how to teach our young ones how to check while they're bathing or our young men. Okay. That's a good point. Diana, what do you think? You know, <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, you know how they tell us, okay, women, you do your breast exam, um, how they tell men they should go and get their prostate checked at a certain time. I feel like it's such a, like you said, by the time some people find out that they have it, it's too late. And if we could do preventative measures and really examine ourselves more. Because with the men, it's kind of hard to campaign or to put, you know, like Jazz was saying, to talk to the men. Because for one, it's kind of hard to get them to go to the doctors. Yeah. And another thing, if they actually have to perform a breast exam on themselves, that's not, I mean, it's a start, but most women don't even properly perform their breast exams on themselves. And um, right. or don't check their breasts until they go and get their pap smear or their, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's really something, and society almost tells us you need to start checking around this time because if you don't, more than likely you're going to get it. Or if you got it, you don't want it to be too late. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, there was a um, there was a post on Instagram that really caught my attention because it was a uh, it was a video of a breast exam. And I think I shared it with you guys, tagged you guys in it. But it really caught my attention because she had the music playing, you know. She was doing a breast exam. It was a couple, and they both were doing their breast exam. And I was really, really happy to see that because it was like, okay, it's not as difficult as you think it is. It showed just how simple it is to do a breast exam and how important it is at the same time because if you read the bio and if you check out the page of the woman who who originally posted the breast exam, you will see in her, she's a, um, a survivor, she she really brings it home. And I just wanted to get an idea of what you guys thought about that, Diana. What did you think about that video? Um, to be honest, I don't remember if I got a chance to watch the video. Um, however, yeah, I just miss a lot of stuff trying to keep up with all these pages. But um, can you ask the question again? I was asking what you thought about the video. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. How you did that? Uh, could you ask that question again? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch the video. It was posted. I'm I'm looking at it right now. The All Group Incorporated posted the video, and it was shared from someone else's page. But she posted the video, and I wish this wasn't a podcast because then you guys could see it. But anyway, 
she basically said um, it was posted from um, at iHeartErica, I-H-A-R-T-E-R-I-C-K-A. She's the original poster of it. And she basically went through and gave all the um, things that you need to know, the reminders for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it showed a, a couple doing a breast exam. And it was to music. It was fun. It didn't take long. You know, it was just. It was different, but it really struck it really struck home for me because I have a best friend who uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer a while back, and she's a survivor. And then I have another friend who is, she doesn't call herself a survivor. She calls herself a fighter, and she's had it for 18 years. She hasn't taken the um, traditional uh, chemotherapy and radiation. She hasn't had a mastectomy. Um, she hasn't had any surgery. She uses um, cannabis to manage her pain, but she is every day fighting. She was going to call in today, but unfortunately it's a very bad day for her. But still, she wakes up every day, she does her thing, and she's an inspiration because she is not letting cancer beat her. She's beating it because, like I said, it's 18 years for her, and she's still going strong. And I just felt like this video was something that um, it's not a celebration, but it just shows you, okay, it doesn't have to be as morbid as you think it is. And that's what I think about when I think of my friend in California. Her name is Vanessa. When I think about her, I don't get a morbid feeling. Half the time I forget that she even has breast cancer because when I talk to her, she's so upbeat and and laughing. And Jazz can tell you because she's a friend of his too. It's amazing that she's had it for 18 years. Just amazing. What do you think, Jazz? See, just like <laughs> some of the other other people that I happen to know. I remember one time when when you were lucky to know of anybody who had breast cancer, and then mm-hmm. it seems like all of a sudden everybody knows at least one person. At least right. one person that has. Um, and while, while I know they're working for a cure, it doesn't seem like we're getting any information on what could possibly be causing it. You know, we they, everybody has a solution for all kind of things, from cholesterol to uh, any kind of lung illnesses, COPD, and things of that nature. But no one co- has come up with. Uh, you know, something to say, well, hey, well, if you try to avoid these situations, your chances of getting breast cancer go, uh, you know, go down. So, but I know that the women that I know that have struggled with it are real fighters, and um, I'm just proud of them to support, uh, you know, their their battles in any way that I can. And with that, that gets that bring us into our first commercial break, and we'll talk more about this uh, episode of Breast Cancer Awareness Month right here, Conversations on Real Life. You're listening to Conversations on Real Life. Infinity's Dope. A natural skincare company with CBD. 
Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitydope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinity Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service, where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your families. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekend. 770-912-4878. All-in-One Cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. Hello, guys. We're back. LJ, Matilda, Diana, and Jazz. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of getting it together. Feeling, feeling a little uh, under the weather, but I think I'm going to be all right. I know it's I not so. breast cancer, since y'all were wondering. Okay. Well, thank you. I needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those who don't know, Jazz is my better half. <laughs> my other half. The best half. So, really? <laughs> That's <Okay>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh, so uh, Diana had whatever. <laughs> so I was gonna ask Diana, um, since she is the uh, how do I want to say this? The healer of the group. <laughs> um, yeah. Your your um, I don't know how I want to phrase the question. Mm. Okay, so basically. I know that you work with cancer patients. Tell us about some of the things that you do in relation to working with, with cancer patients. I know you had one patient that did have breast cancer, I believe. No, she didn't have breast cancer. Oh, um, look at me messing up. <laughs> but there is a close-knit um, customer of mine who had cancer. And we had a conversation on deodorant, and she shared with me that the first thing that her um, oncologist asked her when she was first diagnosed was, what kind of deodorant does she use, and what does she brush her teeth with? Um, Why was that? Right. So (laughs) that was interesting to me because, like, what Jazz was talking about, it's like, it was a point in time where, you know, very uh, seldom you heard someone having breast cancer or really any kind of cancer. And now Mm -hmm. it's such a big boom. It's like, what in the world? But we all are actually born with cancerous cells, plenty of them. And the things that we consume, the things that go on our skin, um, anything that the body cannot digest will eventually turn into something else. Because if the body can't digest it, it doesn't know how to expel it, you know? So it will stay in the body. So something that is not form of the body or that is broken like cancer will just mutate and turn vicious. And um, not to get off subject, but I just think that we really need to look at our diet. Um, That's major. 
and what we're putting um, close to our breasts, like our deodorant. For all of the moms out there, just breastfeeding, you can significantly lower your risk of breast cancer by 33%. So not only would you be making sure your little one had the best, you'd also be contributing to make sure that you'd be around too <laughs> to see that little one grow up. But um, it's tough because no, there's no one answer. Like every client that we deal with is different. So we make sure we do stress relief practices such as yoga, meditation, we make sure we fine tooth comb their diet, intermediate fasting, making sure they get enough rest, proper hydration, so a number of things. But not all the cancers are created equal, so this thing is just is is tough. Uh, you we help our people that. laugh. I'm sorry. We help our people <laughs> no. laugh. I'm say that part. a lot. That's important. We do. Yes. We do. We do. We help people laugh, and we also help them find out if their state has a medical marijuana program and if their cancer is on that list of things that their their state can actually help them heal from their cancer. So that's oh, okay. Now you made an interesting point, Diana. You said you talked about eating, what we eat. Can you? Ex- I would like for you to expound on that, please. Um. So if you have cancer, anything that is processed in a can, in a box, um, sugar-laden, meaning white refined sugar, corn syrup, um, heavy dairy. They should be no-nos because those are the things that attack our body's normal function, which we need all of them to be intact to fight the cancer, period. Then you go into herbal medicine and spices where there's more than usually what we see. You know, they take nature and they separate it, and they take one thing out. And they sell that one thing. Well, the synergy of anything that grows, the whole plant of anything that grows outside of taking out things that are dangerous, like if anyone knows the acne fruit, it's a Jamaican native fruit. The black seeds of it, they say, is poisonous. So it's like you just taking one part of that fruit when the whole entire fruit is what you need except for that one thing. So is that a beat for me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but Diane, but I know the question, right? I'm sorry, but no, like, I, I, I do, guys. I really do really, really advocate for anyone who has cancer. Um, contributing to them laughing a lot, like a lot, and not making it so serious because a lot of the cancer um, 
that is associated with not just the poison part of it, but the mental part, the mental breakdown, um, the death sentence that people accept. Um, that breaks mm-hmm. down your immune system. You know, you really, really need your immune system to fight it. For mm-hmm. one, if you're going the traditional way and you're doing chemo or radiation, you need it even more because that medicine is not sophisticated. Um, it's not organic. So you need everything else to be functioning at full capacity just because this thing is not functioning the way a normal cell is supposed to when it's going to harm the host or kill the host. So in terms of cancer, we start talking about apoptosis. So Mm -hmm. for everyone to understand, apoptosis is cell suicide. That's this cell's ability to kill itself because it's going to kill or harm the host. With cancer at the mitochondrial level, that apoptosis mechanism is broke. So you need to find foods that help turn that apoptosis mechanism back on. You need to find foods that help keep your inflammation and your stress levels down that make you happy. Dark chocolate, with no unsweetened dark chocolate. You know, it's going to make you feel good. It tastes good. It's going to release endorphins that you need to be happy. Look at all the movies we see. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. We'll come back to that and finish up that thought right after these messages, okay? You're listening to Conversations on Real Life. Infinity's Dope a natural skincare company with CBD. Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitiesdope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinities Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your family. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekend. 770-912-4878. All-in-one cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. Okay, okay. Diana, you were good in yeah, I set me up. I think that bell was my time. Like wrap, you know, wrap it up. If I would have known, I would have just dropped my number. Like call me. It was a sign, I think. But Diana, back to when you were talking about how they say when you have cancer, there's certain foods that you shouldn't eat. Uh, because mm-hmm. it, it, it only feeds the cancer. I wonder why they don't just, like, take those foods off the market or at least say, hey, if you eat these foods, you can you may develop, you know, cancer. Because you don't know what causes it. Everybody's addicted to this stuff. Everybody's addicted to this stuff. Can I, sure, I, I, I answer? <laughs> because. 
if they took those foods off the market because, first of all, sugar feeds cancer, cancer feeds off sugar. So if they took those foods off the market, then the big companies would lose a major amount of money. That's the short answer, and I just wanted to say that part. Exactly. So why not just find alternatives for the sugar? That's a good question. They have. Those are even worse. Yeah, they're doing it now. But they still have more. So, I mean, like years ago, I think Sweet and Low was probably one of the original sugar substitutes uh, back in the day, uh, which I think it it was a good effort. It was just nasty as all get out. But uh, they they seem to stop out there. (laughs) But they seem to be doing, you know, a lot better now. Because, like, for example, uh, not an endorsement, but that Coke Zero, um, I think that has been one of the things that I've liked to help take the sugar out of my uh, soft drink diet. And I've kind of been sticking with that. Um, Now, it could be lying. It could be still some sugar in there, and they just don't want to tell us. I hope not, but uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, a couple of years down the line you don't hear you or any one of your loved ones ever drank a Coke Zero. Mm. You may be entitled to a significant you know, amount of compensation. <laughs> exactly. Huh. So, mm-hmm. But I, it's, I just think it's funny that, you know, they can tell you what foods you may need to stay away from, but why we don't advocate that before people start getting sick. Okay, guys. Now I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, Uh-oh. Lordy, I know I should have been saying <laughs> I know I should <laughs> You already know. Yeah, you went there, so I guess this is what you want to talk about. No. It's like you try to stay away from the sugar the same substitute they found for your Coke Zero, now you think you're getting around the sugar, what they had to do to make that artificial substitute is attacking your brain. So I offered to make you soda that would be natural, that would have a plant-derived sweetener. I told you what that sweetener was. I told you that my dad and my stepmother grow it in their backyard. I pick leaves off and shoot it. It was like candy. So I offered to make you soda. I don't, I don't so. remember that that latter part of that. <laughs> Let, let's give it. Let's give it. You know I'm only going to remember what I don't like that. Yes, because I was okay. saying that sugar not only is it good because it's not like white refined sugar. It helps diabetic patients, too, because it has absolutely no negative effects with diabetic patients. Okay. Let's, so you let's can have the, your best How of soon? your both worlds and not get cancer or a brain tumor or have a senior. Well, I'm saying let's, let, let's go for it. How soon can you get it for me? Can you get it for me by the next show and we, <laughs> I can talk about how wonderful it is oh, and how fuck it, fuck it my blood sugar <laughs> No, but you could drink water oh. till then. Right. Okay, darling. You got me. 
You got they me. already told us if you drink one can of soda, you got to drink 32 glasses of water just for your body not to be in an acidic state. So if right. you have having one or two that. sodas a day, look like that. No mm. one can drink that many glasses of water. So mm. think about that Coke, how good it tastes. If you can just, mm. no one likes it's to Coke drink zero. water. I, I said Coke Zero, not the regular Coke. It don't matter. <laughs> And these companies, but these companies are not going to stop making this stuff because we're so addicted to it. We're the consumer. We push. We want our stuff. We want what we want. How many people I tell that I make natural deodorant that's aluminum free, that you can eat it, you know, it's okay for your body to digest this stuff. And they say, oh, I don't want to be stinking. I got to have my secret. You don't. I know. I don't think I use secret. it. You don't. <laughs> I'm trying to give you the secret. Yeah. Your secret ain't it. Okay. Well, you don't blew my my endorsement away, so let's let's go. <laughs> to it. I will never be a Coke person right now. What's but the I, endorsement I if we got our you own always, natural soda you company? You always look out for us in our health, so I really Absolutely. appreciate you on that. I make jokes oh, yeah. and stuff, but Aww. I really appreciate it. I do. I do, man. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm okay with the names. I'm okay with the lashes. But I know doing my best to keep the team healthy and making sure we're not stressed is vital. And I'm okay with just that job. Oh, all right. See, that's why we're Because you see how she fucks at me. Oh, God. <laughs> I stay in the yeah, dark. Yeah, you, you just be needing fussing sometimes, Jay. Well, well, I love the children, Diane. Mm. I do, too. We, we love your deodorant. Oh, yes, we do. Man. And since you told me, yes, that too. And I don't worry about getting cancer in those areas because I'm using natural organic stuff. So I'm good with that. I'm very good with that. Now, I do have a question for you, Matilda. Um, because I know that you do wellness, um, and Diana already mentioned that we need to laugh. Because with me having MS, I always think that laughter is a, a very powerful form of medicine. That's why I watch cartoons and stuff. But and how laugh do at you your think? Husband, anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, Matilda, what in your wellness arsenal can you use to help cancer patients? Um, I would agree, like what Diane said, laughter. Laughter is very important, but exercising. Um, and exercising doesn't only have to be exercising in an actual gym. It can also be walking in nature. Um, it's also engaging in, in yoga as a Diane um, shared with us yoga and meditating, taking, you know, taking time for yourself, avoiding anything that's going to add additional stress on your daily, just knowing what your mental can also receive, you know. And for me, it's 
you know, learning yourself, learning what it is that, you know, you can handle to avoid, because, of course, cancer is also um, through stress because it's causing, mm-hmm. um, you know, more um, to our bodies, you know, not only just eating right, but what are you thinking that can cause you to worry, you know, that can trigger it, trigger it as well, or even if you were looking to heal, if you're dealing with it, it, it would avoid it. So for me, you know, exercising, eating healthy, staying hydrated, surrounding yourself around healthy relationships. That's a good point. Surrounding yourself with healthy relationships. Um, I think that's, um we live in a world, unfortunately, it's about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And because everybody is so consumed with getting what I want, when I want it, how I want it, why I want it, and where I want it, they, speaking in general, they don't take the other person into consideration. And so for that reason, I think a lot of times um, if you just sit and people watch, you see people do really mean stuff to people, and it doesn't faze them because it's always about me, me, me. And that's why I think um, that comment that you made, about um, taking time for me, but you also have to be considerate of other people. Sometimes what I'm getting at is sometimes if you have a person who is um, coming home from a hard day's work, you don't bombard them with a bunch of stuff as soon as they walk in the door to stress them out. Their day at work might have already been stressful. Give them a few minutes to relax. You know, give them 30 or 40 minutes. Before you jump on them <laughs> with a, with everything mm. that happened during the day, you know they say that to married couples all the time, right, Jazz? Um, you got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to pick your you got to pick you know you have to pick times you know when it's not when it's convenient for you, but you have to think about that other person as well. And so that made me think of that when you said taking time for yourself. Yeah, you are taking time for yourself, but you also have to be considerate about other people too so that you don't contribute to their stress to trigger things. And I just Mm -hmm. want to point that out because that's important. Good point. That's important. We are going to be coming up on um, um, what you call that thing? A break. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. I had a (laughs) brain thingamajiggy. (laughs) Thanks for telling us. You're listening to Conversations on Real Life. Infinity's Dope, a natural skincare company with CBD. Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitiesdope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinities Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service, where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your families. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekend. 770-912-4878. All-in-one cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. We're back. 
yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So we are back. I was gonna say, y'all, look, we are back. But anyway, I thought that might have been too laid back. So <laughs> we're. I'm, I'm just even up. Anyway, <laughs> so you girl, you ladies, both made very, very good points. You know, diet and exercise; those are two major things. I think about um, the people that I know who are survivors of breast cancer, and the people that I've lost who did not survive. And I, I often think about how. It affects family members, and I just want to talk about that real quick, how um, mothers lose daughters, daughters lose mothers, friends, sisters, all of these things, and I don't know any men who've succumbed to breast cancer, so I can't talk, I can't speak to that, but fathers lose these loved ones as well, and it just seems to me that um, with some of the things that you ladies mentioned, um, diet, um, exercise, laughter, that we can also use these things to help the people who are left behind to be able to cope with the loss. And I wanted to get your individual thoughts on that. Can I start with you, Diana? Sure. We should do like a like a comedy raffle, like once every three months for a, good like idea. a family of someone who's lost, you know, a loved one to cancer just for the side of it that is, I mean, everyone grieves different, but those mm-hmm. stress-relieving factors are preventative medicine. That's key, prevention. That's a great idea. So, well, man, let's discuss it. What, when you say a, a comedy raffle, what, can you be more specific? Like if we like okay, we live in the surrounding Atlanta area, right? Mm-hmm. So if you went on Atlanta, if you went on Atlanta events or um, you know, Eventbrite, you can see a comedy mm-hmm. show for fifty bucks. We all throw in ten dollars, mm-hmm. you know, to contribute to someone being able to go see some comedy. Nice. It could be and a cancer patient. The ticket is much cheaper than the cost of treatment. In the medical facility, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not talk about cost. Let's not talk about cost. We won't go there about cost. Well, I mean, so for some people, that is a factor. You know, they they probably feel like they they can't afford it. But I'm saying is, are you looking at it in terms of what the cost could be? Oh, no, I'm not saying I was saying on a flip side of, you know, agreeing with you were saying the can the traditional cancer method is so expensive. Just the stress of trying to pay for that <laughs> is significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I think I think that's a really good idea. We we should try to put that into practice. Yeah. Yeah, we should try to put that into practice. As a matter of fact, um, on the conversations on Real Life Facebook page, those who respond and let us know what's going on with them, we'll put your name in the hat, draw it out, and we'll go from there. So all we need yeah. you to do 
is go to Conversations on Real Life on Facebook. The page is open. You can comment, um, add a post, and we will just take it from there. And like she said, every three months. So we'll start, let's see, this is October. Um, Let's give us time to get everything set up. Let's start doing it in January. How does that sound to you guys? Sounds good. Okay, so we'll start. We'll we'll have the first person for the for the comedy raffle in January of 2020. So that gives you people a whole three plus months to go to the page, post, engage, let us know what's going on with you, and we will take it from there. And who knows well, what else will come from that? What's that? I have one question now. You you say give you people. What do you mean by you people? My bad. Our listeners. (laughs) Our listeners. My bad. (laughs) You trying to be funny? You know I got to rock with you a little bit, LJ. Oh, you trying to be funny? You think I'm trying to be? Mm, No, not me ever. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) My heritage. (laughs) I can't. But for our listeners. Anyone who's, um, if you're on the Facebook page and you're engaging, good. Please continue to do so because we're going to go down the list, we're going to go down the page, and we're going to pick someone. And that person, we will do someone who's suffering from cancer, mind you, because that's what this is, a comedy raffle for cancer. And we're going to send that person to a comedy show in January 2020. So you have time. Yeah. To help them sleep oh. and feel like they have a spa day every day. Ta-da. From personal experience, that infinity basket is, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, who knows what else you may get? Who knows? We have a photographer, a videographer, a musician. Benefits. Yeah, yeah, we have photographers. Cleaning service and yeah, a graphic designer, a publisher. Who knows what else Mm -hmm. she might get? Mm -hmm. Mhm. A ticket to the building that a you workshop. Yeah. (laughs) We even have leprechauns. We do there. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got leprechauns and all kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pull it out of the A nail prep. A nail prep. Nail prep. That's right. That's right. We have all kinds of stuff. You never know. So tell your friends. Go to Facebook, Conversations on Real Life. Check out the page, comment, engage, and who knows what you'll get. Just wanted to put that out there. That's a great idea, Diana. That is an amazing idea, as a matter of fact. For everyone who shares, you may be helping someone else just by sharing your story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, because you you never know. That's the problem. People don't want to talk about things. That's why this podcast started, just talking. Sometimes you offer your help, and um, 
because we put so much weight on the doctors and what they say is law. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can help someone with cancer and if they really don't even know how to receive the information or even sometimes the anger or the frustration, like, why is my doctor not telling me this? Mm-hmm. Well, doctors don't really, they're not mandated to do a lot in nutrition. Um, if only 15% of the universities in the United States even teach the endocannabinoid system, you got 85% of doctors going to school. That's millions of doctors who don't know about a whole system in your body that can help you fight your cancer, your heart disease, your diabetes, your immune disease, your chronic pain. I mean, the list goes on. So sometimes it's hard for the patient to even take that information in if they cannot believe it. But this is not, don't take my word for it. This is public knowledge. You can go into the medical journals of medicine, the journals of pharmacology. I mean, everyone knows what THC and CBD is, right? Right. Right. Everyone knows what those are. So, you know, there's a pharmaceutical name that goes with it. That's one cannabinoid that they've taken from the cannabis plant. Well, two. There's hundreds. So... If you're a doctor, not only do you not know of a system that's in our body, you don't know how to use it, you don't know how it's activated, you would say that's bull. Well, if a mother that breastfeeds her baby has cannabis in her breast milk that her body made, you're not telling me this plant is not for us. The most high built us with it in our system. So... People don't read it. People don't want to believe it. People won't go further. Who is even listening will go to the medical journals or even try and find that information. It's too hard to believe. That's a lot to take in. I agree. Those are very good. Those are very good points. You know, I just, I listen to you all the time. Your medical knowledge, though you're not a doctor, a medical doctor, you're a healer. And in my book, those are two totally different things because not all medical doctors are healers. I'm sorry, that's a personal opinion, but that's how I feel. Um, yeah, it seems healers, to me. You just got to tap in around yourself for other healers. I understand that. I'm talking about yeah. these people who do the practice of medicine. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on that. That's a whole other show. But anyway, I feel like um, the information that you give to us is, like you said, it's public knowledge. Anybody could get that information, and so few people take the time to do it, or when it's presented to them, they don't um, they don't want to accept it. Um, as Jazz mentioned, men are um, in denial about breast cancer, and he suggested that we call it chest cancer. Okay, well, we'll have to talk to the American Cancer Society about that, but I'm going to make that suggestion on your behalf. <laughs> That's just my way of helping out. 
so. But I mean, seriously though, I, I think about the fact because we don't want we don't look at it as like we have breast number one, and just the fact of it being called breast cancer, it kind of in a way indicates that it's a woman's problem, it's not a man's problem. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so hard for men to wrap their mind, their heads around it. That's a very valid point. We we can be a society that can say across the uh, across the whole platform that hey, it's no longer a police man. Uh, it could be a police woman as well, or you could say it's a police officer. But we can't change up diseases so that. Everyone takes them more seriously and know that it's just not for a particular, uh, you know, sex. So that's my issue. That's a good point. But also what about the age group? Jazz, you hit it. Is that Jazz or Matilda that just said that? What I said with the age group, because, you know, know, we're not even discussing on the age group that is hard. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, sometimes the old, you know, 40 or as Jazz said, it, you know, men and women. But also, it's what about our younger um, adolescents? You know, and at a certain age also, it develops and just educating them how to, you know, holistically heal them as well. And how to even transition what's going on for their mental to even adapt, you know, or receive that type of message where they're not overwhelmed and adding more stress to the body that, you know, is defeating the healing process. Yeah. Very valid points. Very valid points. Well, on that note, I would like to say thank you all so much. It has been a great time today talking about breast cancer, and we will be talking to you all soon. This is LJ saying bye for now along with Matilda. Lydia Center. Hey, Jess. Everybody call me Diana. Bye, guys. Leave us your comments and what you want to hear next so we can give bring you some more information.